0: Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices. Down, so to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Better to get 30 30 Better to get thirty. Better to get 20 Better to get twenty, twenty. 20 Better to get, 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15 Just fifteen bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobilecom switch. Forty five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: What a tantalizing Tuesday afternoon. How are you? And welcome to the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440. Oilers Nation YouTube and Facebook. Uh, for all of you uh, streaming, thanks for watching. Uh, do Connor a favor. Hit the like button today. All right. Give him the thumbs up. All right. It's a, it's a delayed birthday. We should have done that yesterday. It's actually embarrassing on my part. Complete fail on my part. Complete fail. So a belated birthday to cons. It's, uh, give him uh, 50 thumbs up. Uh, His age, minus the uh, championships of the uh, Chargers. That's what you get. So 50 thumbs up. There you go. Uh, also, uh, of course, uh, you're listening on uh, Sports1440.ca. Maybe you got the uh, app going wherever you're at. Uh, we appreciate it. Uh, thank you as always for joining us. And we have a loaded, loaded show for you. It is game day. The Oilers taking on the Detroit Red Wings. Uh, we'll get to that. As always, uh, the Gregor Show presented by our title sponsor, PlayAlberta.ca, where uh, you can get a game. Many of you have been getting the game. Many of you have been getting me pretty lucky. Pretty lucky. So uh, a few big winners lately in the Edmonton area. So continued success. Good for you. Share the wealth. Uh, $60 million tonight for Lotto Max. And six 1 million max millions at uh, playalberta.ca. The Edmonton Oilers are at home tonight looking to win their eighth consecutive home games. If you're a season ticket holder or somebody who goes to the games, you're like, man, I haven't lost a game in Edmonton in a long time. You're right. The last time was uh, when the Florida Panthers were here. December 19th, I think. To be No, not the 19th. Sorry, the 14th. So it's been a while. Oilers uh, will look to uh, continue that. Tonight, Sam Gagne returns to the lineup for the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, their D pairs will go back to what they were for the majority of the season. Nurse with CeCe, Ekholm with Bouchard, Kulak, and DeHarnay. Gagne is going to play. So the fourth line is all right shots, Gagne, Ryan, and Brown. And the third line is all left shots in Holloway, McLeod, and Fogel. Then, of course, you have Kane, Dreisaitl, and Corey Perry, followed by Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, and Zach Hyman. The uh, Detroit Red Wings come to town uh, ten two and two in their last fourteen games, and what's interesting, I, I crunched some numbers about the. So you all you have the two teams tonight are at the complete opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to. Now some would call it luck. I'm not. I'm not sure. Like that's probably unfair to say it's only luck, but the Edmonton Orders. No team in the NHL has a higher expected goals. You can go to any site you want to track that tracks expected goals. The orders are number one in the NHL. And I'm talking five-on-five five goals. Number one in the NHL. They also are number one in having their expe- the, the biggest gap between their expected goals and what their actual goals are. They're minus 0.59. It's the worst in the NHL. You could say it's the most unlucky in the NHL. Detroit is at the other end of the spectrum. Detroit, expected goals are 2.22 per game. But they're actually scoring 2.83. They they are the team that is the most, if you want to say, lucky or the most fortuitous or just the best sharpshooters in the league when it comes to 5-on-5 hockey. They are scoring more goals, 0.61 more goals than, uh, than they should be right now. That's it. You know what? That's a pretty significant difference. So we'll see. The Edmonton orders and think about it: their first meeting of the season. The orders were all over them, right? They outshot them twenty-seven to uh, eleven through the first two periods. Ended up being nineteen to seven in the third period. They needed an overtime goal from Darnell Nurse to beat the Red Wings that night, three to two. They had tons of chances, but they couldn't beat Lyon. And uh, Detroit got a little bit of a fortuitous bounce on one of their goals. So that game was kind of a microcosm of the season. The Orders did find a way to win because they're a better team. But Detroit, they have been winning with two things. Number one, they don't need a lot of shots to score. They score a lot of goals. Maybe you call it luck. I I think they they are getting a few fortuitous bounces. Maybe they just got some sharp shooters across the board. They got lots of guys scoring. That's the key. There's, There's a lot of players in that Detroit roster that are pretty confident right now. So that's factor. And then you throw in that Alex Lyon just stand on his head lately for, uh, for Detroit in goal. He has, uh, he has been outstanding. Now the orders are getting great goaltending, but as Kevin Woodley told us yesterday, uh, it's, it's not just the uh, system because the orders play playing a very good defensive environment since December 1st, top two, of them in LA in the NHL. Even with that, Stuart Skinner is still making a lot of really quality saves. And the only guys who have better numbers than him, really, the only goalie who's, who's played as many games as him is Markstrom, right? Aiden Hill does have better expected save percentage, but he's only played six games. So it's a little bit easier to maintain that in six games, I believe, than it is to do it in uh, the 19 starts that Skinner's made since uh, December 1st. So, but you look at the, uh, at the Red Wings, man. They have 10 players right now, double digits in goals. And Joe Valeno has nine. So they don't necessarily have one big gunner as uh, Dylan Larkin leads them. Uh, He's a point a game player with 47 points in in 45 games. But they're getting contributions from a lot of people. The the Edmonton Orders, meanwhile, uh, they have seven guys with uh, 10 or more goals. And uh, Ryan McLeod sits at nine. So Detroit, you, you have lots of players feeling a little bit good about themselves. Like the Orders, they come into tonight... Derek Ryan like, hasn't scored in a long time. Connor Brown hasn't scored all year. Nurse, Bouchard, Kulak, go down the list. I know those are defense. Fogel actually only has two games out of his last 22 where he scored a goal 5-on-5. Five five. One game he scored twice. Nugent Hopkins doesn't have a goal 5-on-5 five five in 13 games. They got lots of guys that they would like to get off the of schneid tonight against the Detroit Red Wings. So... Uh, when you watch tonight don't be shocked don't be stunned if you're like man the Oilers are out shooting him here but this is a close game because that's kind of been the the MO of both teams. Detroit gets outshot. They get a lot of good goaltending. And it keeps him in the game and then they get uh, timely goals. So 833 401 1440 we'll get your thoughts on the Oilers and the Red Wings. I think uh, this is a good week. This is a good week of games for Edmonton. You got Detroit tonight. Then they go into two places where they haven't had a lot of success in St. Louis and Dallas, right? St. Louis is playing quite well. Dallas has been good all year long. That, that's, it's a, that's going to be a tough start to the road trip. And then they're in Arizona, of course, uh, next Monday. So they have two afternoon games on the uh, three game road trip, St. Louis, Thursday night, then Saturday afternoon in Dallas. And then next Monday, family day, it's almost like the schedule maker says, Hey, Order fans, many of you have the day off. What better than an afternoon game with your family to watch the game? So there you go. You can get all that. You can uh, email us in our uh, Ewell inbox, 833 401 1440. Coming up on the show, uh, Sean Brown, of course, uh, will join us as he does uh, every Tuesday in studio. We will uh, hear from, well, actually, uh, Cons, where's the script, big
0: fella? see it we got uh sean brown who else we got i sent it at 1207 now we've got ansar khan of M Live. talk a little bit about the detroit red wings at the Corey perry interview we want to get to strutty mark Spector, Derek van deist and brian Curran, former nhler and now a player agent a hookup of sean brown actually oh brian Curran. all right there you go there you go
1: <laughs> we will uh well you're gonna have to uh, resend me that buddy because uh it's not here Maybe you sent it to the wrong email It's a fail First day of your new birth year How was steak dinner last night? It was good It was good Did you get dessert? Uh, yeah, a little chocolate cake Did Strutty come over and sh- split your
0: dessert with you? No, we've had that discussion, Strutty and I We're done sharing desserts We're, we're too old for that at this point of our lives i love these uh, we're done sharing desserts you're he's in his 40s you're in your 30s we're done we moved on that's a thing for the kids in their 20s getting two spoons for a a piece of cake yeah but you and your wife don't you get two spoons yeah yeah she and i will share for sure forever but not strutty do you share dessert though we uh, Let's last be honest,
1: because I, I know a lot of couples out there.
0: Well, last night they brought me one piece of cake for my birthday, uh-huh. and we shared it, yes. Okay. But do you share
1: yours? Because I know some couples that are like, guess what? We don't share our desserts, because one person eats it quicker than the other. That's it happens. Point. Yeah. So, uh, you, I'll tell you right now, there's some people out there that, you know, that you like to share. Or what happens is there's one person in the, in the relationship who's like, yeah, let's get dessert. The other person's like, you know what? I don't want any. So the person who A who gets dessert, then the dessert comes and guess what? All of a sudden, the other person in the relationship, I'm not judging, but often it seems to be the way the lady is now, Oh,
0: just let me try it.
1: Oh, let me try it. And then they end up eating half your dessert. You're like, why don't you just get your own dessert?
0: Now, in your relationship, do you guys get dessert? Uh, when we get dessert, yeah. And you share? Uh, no, no. Okay,
1: well, there's the odd time, but no. Normally, we'll uh, we'll get separate. Now, see, that's how it should be. Yeah, if you house. get different things, you can
0: try it a sure, little
1: bit. You're right, All right. And then we can have uh, different ones. But I don't really. It's funny. I've uh, I've I've had to limit my dessert intake because, as you know, I have uh, you know pretty bad sweet tooth or good sweet tooth depends how you look at it. So, but yes, normally if I, if I decide to go out for dinner, we're gonna have dessert. Then I'm like, well, hey, let's each get a dessert, and then we can take a bite of the other person's. If you want to try it, it's much better. Plus, then you get to try different things, right? But like, I really love cheesecake and uh, key lime pie. If oh, I'm yeah. out, like those are those are some things, you know. She likes creme brulee. Nah. I don't really, you know, I don't really love creme brulee. It's okay.
0: Like, don't get me wrong, I've had it, but it's not my fave. Would you let Strutty have a bite if he asked? Of my dessert? Yeah.
1: I I could save him the last bite. Does he have his own spoon, though? Yeah, yeah. Like, he he gets his own spoon. Yeah, He's courteous that yeah, way. Yeah, maybe.
0: But I'd be like, hey, dude, get your own dessert. When like, he when he wanted to share... Yeah, that was odd. It was with Ashley and I.
1: Yeah, it was... The th- it yeah, have been three he, of us. Basically, wanted a three-way on your dessert. Yeah. It's just kind of like it's... You don't ask somebody. Like, that's a very personal question to ask. Hey, do you want a three-way of dessert? It's a faux pas. Yeah. I think it's... Uh, yeah, we might have to bring that up with him later today. So... I wonder how many other people he's asked for, <laughs> right? Stretty's out there poking everybody on Facebook, and he's just asking everybody for three ways with their dessert. It's kind of how he rolls. So who knows? We'll see. 833-401-1440. Hey, guys, I'd share with a buddy, but it would either be the first bite or the last bite, and they would definitely have to have their own spoon from uh, Cat Dad. Hey guys, uh, do you like Jell-O with whipped cream? Yay or nay? Well, if I was a kid, <laughs> like honestly, I'm trying to think. When was the last time I've had Jell-O? Like, like, are we going to Bonanza right now? Because when I think of Jell-O and whipped cream, I think of Bonanza. Right? Like you get it at a at like a, a buffet. Is place. that like
0: buffet royale or something? Like, well, well you don't.
1: You've never been to Bonanza. I don't think so. What? Oh, dude, you never lived. Bonanza, well, I don't even know. The last one I remember was on um, uh, 63rd Ave, just around 97th Street. Anybody out there on the south side, let me know if it's still open. But I knew there, I know there was one there. And that was cons like that was not long ago, so you we were working together when that was open, so and I missed it, yeah, you must have missed it, but yeah, so Bonanza was basically you'd walk in there was like a massive buffet place, and you know so you could go up and they always had like a dessert place, and then it would have the greens or the reds or the orange jello, and they had whipped cream on it. or it, was, well, it wasn't right. it was just like fake whatever, but God, it was good, but I don't recall like I can't remember the last time, and those jellos they always came as squares, right? Oh yeah, oh right? yeah. So everybody's remembering that now.
0: How are buffets profitable? I Like everyone's so gluttonous, we just go crazy there.
1: Well, they charge you a little bit, but the truth is, most people. Well, there's probably a little bit of wasted food, but usually, if you go to the buffet, although I did do the, I haven't done a buffet in a long time, cons, but I did the buffet in Arizona when I was there last, uh, like twelve, whatever it was, two weeks ago, and. So at our restaurant they had the breakfast buffet. It was like a brunch buffet. So I went I went up four times. Now, but the, t- t- to be fair, my it wasn't like my plate was overflowing. I just <laughs> like I went with round one, which was the bacon and the eggs. I and um And and hash brown and pancakes, Uh, not a lot of hash browns, just pancakes. Then they had like a skillet. They had oatmeal brulee, which you know how I say I don't love creme brulee, but they say, and it's in a small little skillet pan. I was like, well, I got to try it. So I had the oatmeal brulee, which was really good. And then you know what I love for breakfast is normally the the yogurt parfait. Well, so I had that and that, and then I went, and then I was like, oh, and you know the people I was with, everybody was taking their time, and I'm kind of a fast eater. I'm like, well, I'm still kind of hungry. So then I went up and I got a donut. Because they had like a big donut tray, it was amazing. And then I went back up again, and uh, so but I it was probably spaced out over. So if I would have had one big heaping plate, it probably could have all fit on one plate. But I spaced it out. It was amazing, and I definitely got my thirty three bucks worth. I'll tell you that right now. Because that's the thing. I was like, man, mm,
0: it's thirty three bucks. I got to make it worthwhile. It's almost like two meals. Most important meal of the day. You got to go big for it. There is a there is a buffet like five minutes from us, Gregor. From here? Yeah. Buffet Royale. I've never been, and
1: it, the, I've never been to Buffet Royale. T- tell me on the text line 833 401 Like, is it good? Like, what's is it bonanza worthy? Like Buffet
0: Royale. Have you been there, Cons? No, but I am tempted.
1: So you've never been there, okay? So we need to, the list. Somebody out there has gone had to go to Buffet Royale. And what's on the buffet? Because that's key. Right, like, if they have too many foods that I don't like,
0: then I don't want to go. The lunch buffet runs four hours. What? I could write... I, we could go there. They've got triple A roast beef, fresh pizza, Western Italian, Ukrainian Chinese foods. Food. Also a pasta bar, full salad, and ice cream Sundays. Kids, zero to three, eat for free. Ooh.
1: Hey guys, uh Jell O with white whipped cream is as old as bullwinkles. Still a good treat after Ukrainian dinner. Bullwinkles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta age yourself there.
2: Oh <laughs> uh, classic.
1: Hey guys, I re- recently made layer jello and koola for my kids. They loved it. I did too. Sugar Sean, well, they, that's a smart dad move right there. You make it for your kids, knowing that you get to eat it. Yeah, you can bring back some of your youth. Because let's be honest, when you're eating those things, you're just you're living, you're reliving your youth. Right? It's like the other day, last summer, I had a giant Mister Freeze. Remember the jumbo freezes? Like, no, I did. I couldn't eat the whole thing, but God, like the first part of it, I was like, this is amazing. I used to just crush these things. Remember, like, and it would take, because it was so big that it would start to melt a little bit. And then it'd be just like the liquid juice, which was basically, I was just drinking syrup. Right? But God, it was awesome. Hey, Gregory, you probably can't, uh, do you know what buffet stands for? It's an anagram. Well, I'm going to guess somebody came up with the anagram after the fact. But I don't think that's what originally it was for based on the uh, anagram that I can't read on air. Uh, uh, hey, guys, if we're going back in time, the mud pie at Red Robins incredible. It's big enough to share because of circumstances. I haven't gone there in 20 years. Does Red, I don't even think Red Robin exists anymore, Big Bri. I think the last one closed down on on uh, just off the white mud. Or is there still a Red, Red
0: Robins isn't around? Is it cons? I don't think so. No. West End one became a new chicken spot. But Gregor, this one came from Mark. He said he and a buddy got kicked out of Bonanza for eating too much shrimp on all-you-can-eat shrimp night. That's like a Simpsons episode.
1: Oh, did the ocean call? Yeah. <laughs> hey, the ocean called. They're all out of shrimp. God, that's still a great line. Oh, amazing. Oh, you just made my day. It's such a good episode. Speci- oh, by the way. Uh, speaking of great Seinfeld episodes, I always like it. Anytime I can tie in Seinfeld to sports, I do it all the time. Did you see the uh, the new uh, unis in baseball that are coming out? Um, uh, Miles Mikolas was saying that they, they don't fit right. They're pretty unhappy. The pants are no longer, no longer customized, and the fabric is very different consistency. All it reminded me of was George Costanza when he made the uh, cotton uniforms for the Yankees. Remember, in the first game, they go great. And then the second game, they shrunk. And now they couldn't run. Maddenly couldn't run. He ripped a hole in his pants. Unbelievable episode. One of the greatest of all time. And so uh, it's fanatics who are making these. And uh, the early reports, not good. Now, baseball is different, right? Because you got the pants con and everything else. In hockey, like, let's be real here. As, as long as they don't make it too tight, it's really not going to bug you. Because you got your elbow pads, you got your shoulder pads. You don't even really notice the fabric of the jersey, do you? Like, think about when you play even in men's league. Like, unless you're ultra picky, you aren't noticing a difference in your jersey fabric. Like, unless it's just, unless all of a sudden it's too tight. That's the only thing. That's it. So, I, I don't think the hockey ones will be as impactful or as annoying to the players as the initial reports on the baseball ones are. So... Hey, guys, I used to work at the uh, one on the intersection, 23rd Avenue, One Hundred Eleventh Street, back in the uh, 90s. Bazanzas. Unreal from Rudy. Yeah. Now, I don't think they've been... Like, I know the one on 63rd. I got to look. We got to look it up. When was the last time that one was open? Because I know I went there in my... Because I used to live just down the street from it. And uh, I went there... Well, definitely before 20 years ago, for sure. So, at least that's what I think. A Gregor, no joke. Best buffet ever had was at Pinkies. <laughs> I can't believe I got sucked into reading that. But uh, I'll take your word for it. But uh, from uh, Rockford. Oh, well, hey, they might have been. Why not? If you got good food, they'll stick around a little bit longer. Uh, when we return, the Detroit Red Wings. It looked like they were driving themselves out of the playoff race, but they've done a complete 180. Alex Lyon came back in the lineup, but now they are on the highway in a playoff race. 10-2-2 two, two in their last 14. We'll discuss it next on The Gregor Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Well, game day continues on. Sports 1440. Welcome back. There's a lot of you who got kicked out of shrimp night. All you can eat. A little bonanza. from, And lots of different plays. I got kicked out in Madison Hat. Says uh, Anthony, the washed-up goalie, and a uh, few others. Jeez, I don't remember Shrimp Night, but clearly it was popular. I could see why, man. Who doesn't love shrimp? Jeez, clearly. And, and Seinfeld, hey, they're on top of every topic. They knew, they knew well in advance that few, too many people can uh, can enjoy too much of it. The old Shrimp Night. Guess it's uh, hard not to uh, hard not to enjoy. I totally get it. Now, uh, speaking of enjoying. Let's get to uh, Around the NHL. Brought to you by McDonald's, and many of you are enjoying it. The legend is back. The McRib, but only for a limited time. Stop in now. Before it's gone, you might, because it might never come back again. Don't miss out on the McRib at McDonald's. Ansar Khan, longtime uh, Beat reporter for the detroit red wings uh joins us from uh, m live uh, ansar welcome back to the show and um it i don't know if it's too simple to say that man alex lyons come back and suddenly the red wings are right back to being a good team like the the numbers with him and goal and without him are staggeringly different
3: yeah no no it's uh that's uh accurate representation of what's going on he is Without a doubt, the main reason for their january turnaround uh is ten two, and two since uh since new year 's uh day uh, when uh, you know after December, it looked like things were slipping away and they were in danger of just completely falling out of the playoff race and now all of a sudden they've uh, got I think a, f- a four point cushion uh, in that wild card spot. As uh, solid, consistent goaltending as uh, what they've been needing, uh, what they've been missing, and uh, but, you know, and, and 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 it's also led to better you know improved defensive play. Uh, the team certainly, uh, the defense uh, especially seems to it just looks like they played with more confidence uh, in front of them.
1: Yeah, well, it's you know, it's looking at their numbers, and I was breaking him down. Like he's got great numbers, no question. Um, The one thing that Detroit—they are the best team at scoring on their chances in the national hockey league their expected goals per game five on five is 2.22 their actual goals per game five on five is 2.83 they are 0.61 ahead of expected that's the best rate in the entire national hockey league and you know they got 10 guys already in double digits so is it is it a matter of confidence that they get some fortuitous bounces what do you make of their ability to capitalize on their chances
3: I think a lot of it is is their depth of scoring um, and their balance. Uh, I I don't, you know, Dylan Larkin, of course, their leading scorer. I don't think he's in the top 30 uh, in the league in scoring. And, and yet, like you mentioned, the NHL high, I believe it's still an NHL high, 10 players with 10 or more goals. And the fact that, you know, they can roll out a fourth line, that has Robbie Fabry, although he's he's going to miss uh, tonight's game uh, for personal reasons, um, and Daniel uh, Sprong uh, on the fourth line. Uh, I mean, that just that that's a nice luxury to have uh, when you can get offense like that. Uh, uh, from unexpected from unexpected sources, and you know it, it goes up and down the lineup. each of their four lines is is capable of uh, of getting you uh that goal, you know especially in the third period uh, mm-hmm. they have i believe i believe sixteen points uh this season uh, when trailing after two periods which is, which is pretty good because as you know it's, it's just tough to come back when you're trailing in the third period but they did it uh, most recently Saturday against uh, you know the top team in the NHL when they overcame a 3-1 deficit in the third period uh, with goals from their uh, you know third and fourth line uh, Rasmussen and uh, Sprong
1: well Daniel Sprong uh... You look at him in Seattle scores lots of goals playing limited minutes. Comes to Detroit, lots of goals, limited minutes. How come he doesn't get more minutes.
3: Uh without coming out and saying it in so many words, along is hinted at uh, it. just is, is defensive play and uh checking ability or lack thereof uh Limits him. Uh, he, he just he, he's not he hasn't he's improved in that area, but I don't think he's really earned fully earned the coach's trust uh to get more than twelve thirteen minutes a night. So I think that's the uh, the main thing that's uh, holding him back there from getting you know an, an increased role. Plus the fact that you know they're they're pretty they're they're pretty well settled on their top six there. I, I, um he would, uh, you know, I'm not sure who he would uh, really knock out of there. Uh, you know, maybe somebody like David Perron. But, uh, you know, they like uh, Perron and what he brings uh, to that uh, that second line.
1: And Sarkhan joins us, longtime beat reporter of the Detroit Red Wings in town to take on the Edmonton Oilers tonight. Uh, Oilers defeated the Red Wings 3-2 in overtime uh, last month in Detroit. Uh, you, you know, you look at the standings. There's there's four there's four spots up for grabs and and Detroit really is in the is in the running for three of them because obviously they can't finish third in the in the Metro Division but uh, they currently sit one point behind of Tampa with two games in hand for third in their uh, in their division and then they currently hold down the second wild card spot uh, they're four points up on the Devils uh, four points up on the Islanders you have Pittsburgh back Pittsburgh has some games in hand. How aggressive do you think Steve Eisenman will be? If if we fast forward to March 7th, and they're basically in the same spot, you know, plus or minus one or two points, and they're right there, do you see him adding, or will he just, you know, stand pat and say, okay, you know, this is what we have. If we get in, great, but I don't want to give up too much of the future to get in.
3: My guess is uh, leaning more towards standing pat. Uh, it definitely is not going to want to give up uh, – too much of the future. This is assuming that they're still in the same position that they're in right now, uh, uh, you know, come three weeks from now. Uh, you know, because of the depth that they have, uh, it would have to be a fairly significant acquisition uh, to push out somebody uh, in their top six. Uh, and then on defense, they're, you know, I, if anything, I could see them maybe adding uh, a, a depth defenseman, uh, a, you know, a, de- a defensive type. But but in saying that, uh, Lalonde has been uh, praising their second pairing of uh, Girard, who's probably, he was definitely their most improved defenseman this year, and uh, Jeff Petrie, who's uh, after a slow start, he's he's come on uh, well here, and they they form, they have really good chemistry, and they and he likes that second pairing. So it's a question of uh, is it worth adding a player who's going to be, you know, your number five, six, seven, even, you know, number eight guy, because uh, they go seven deep as far as experienced NHL defensemen. Uh, is it worth adding somebody like that? Uh, certainly he's not going to, Eiserman's uh, uh, not going to uh, part with anything significant as far as the future. So I think uh, it would be standing pat or adding a depth piece.
1: And Khan joins us. And so you—you know everybody's high on, uh, on on cider, and rightfully so. But you just talk about the emergence of Wallman, and you know I, I don't know if anybody, even the organization, thought he'd be this good. But this guy just continues to get better all the time.
3: Yeah, you know when they acquired him, uh, what's it, I think it's been now two years now from St. Louis at the trade deadline uh, for the Nick Letty deal. Eisenman had kind of mentioned that. He'd been a fan of uh, of Wallman's for some time uh, after uh, watching him come up uh, through college and, uh, and in the St. Louis organization. And, uh, you know, with him, I, it was just a matter of getting the opportunity. And that really happened, uh, I would say, midway through last year when he got paired with cider And ever since then, he just took off. And they've had tremendous chemistry together. And Wallman and also, uh, you know, I believe he has ten goals, maybe eleven. I don't know. Um, he, he's got the offensive ability. He's got a tremendous shot, uh, a good deceptive move there uh, on the blue line, and uh, he, you know, he provides some some much needed offense uh, on the back end. But yeah, certainly he's been a uh, a very good uh, acquisition uh, under the radar. Uh, in exchange for somebody who, uh, you know, Nick Letty, who didn't, you know, they weren't going to keep long term here anyway.
1: No, no, that wasn't, uh, yeah, that, that wasn't, I don't think that was going to be a smart move for them. Now, what about goaltending? Now, obviously, they've got their guy. Um, I don't know if there's much of, a, of an appetite for anybody to, ch- to try to get one of their backups, but uh, do you see them you know, making a move here to, to get rid of one of their goaltenders, whether it's via waivers or something? Uh, do they want to stick with the, the three long-term? I know there's been some guys injured here and there, but uh, what's their goaltending situation like, especially with young Sebastian Cosa in the minors?
3: Yeah, is um, uh, still a couple years away. Uh, he's, he has made strides here in his uh, first full season in Grand Rapids. But uh, they're certainly going to take their time with him. Uh, I remember back in the day, uh, you know, Jimmy Howard, uh, he needed four years in Grand Rapids uh, in the system. I I could see a similar situation um, for Cosa. Um, But as far as the three goalies they have right now, uh, Huso is back from injury. Uh, He's He's expected to play at some point during this trip. Uh, he might—I I, don't—he might even play tonight. I don't know because Malone said yesterday he hadn't decided whether Lion or Huso uh, will will start tonight. But anyway, um, I don't think they're going to do anything. I don't think they're going to—I mean, if they certainly a, a, a Reimer would be the guy that they um, parted with if if they needed if they wanted to. But there's really no reason to because they've got the the 23-man roster no no roster issues. So there's really no point in uh, in, in uh, getting rid of him. Uh, they they like that having that insurance policy, the number three goalie, uh, which paid dividends, huge dividends, at the start of the season when they elected to keep uh, Lyon on the roster as the number three goalie. And uh, we can you know obviously see what uh, what happened since then. So my my guess is they're going to stick with. Uh, Reimer uh till the end of the season.
1: So now did you say they haven't confirmed who's starting tonight yet?
3: Uh as of yesterday, he didn't uh you oh. might have at the oh. day today. Okay, I got to um, think
1: it's going to be line. Ly- I know he started 15 the last 16, but um yeah. they're going up against uh, you yeah. know a pretty yeah, good that, offensive that, yeah, team. That.
3: Right, that would be my guess too. Yeah. Um my guess is line the next two games and then maybe a Ry- or or uh who's in Calgary on Saturday. That would be my guess.
1: Awesome. Well, Ansar, as always, appreciate your time, man. Have a great day. Thank you. There you go. That's uh, Ansar Khan from uh, Live, beat reporter for the Detroit Red Wings. And uh, I look at, hey, Alex Lyon has been on fire for Detroit this year, but the Red Wings continually get outshot. They're, uh, when he, like Lyon's saving their bacon, there's no question. And they've got a lot of scores right now who are chipping in. No team in the league has 10 guys with 10 or more goals except Detroit. And uh, that is the reason why they are the number one team in the league as far as outshooting their expected goals by a significant margin. They're plus .61. The orders are minus .59 in case you're wondering. like That's a pretty significant gap. Orders, orders actually have the lowest because the orders lead the NHL in expected goals at 3.24 per game at 5-on-5. Five five. But... um, I haven't come close to scoring that many. Right. They're down at, uh, what is that? Um, two, I think two, six, five, right? That's what they're actually scoring per game. Five on five. Per 60, I should say. So it's, uh, it's something to watch tonight. You got the two teams at the opposite end of the spectrum when it comes to, uh, finishing ability or slash luck slash unlucky. Depends how you look at it. Hey, boys. Uh they also had Bonanza, but they had another place called Ponderosa, which is exactly like Bonanza, except the steak was better quality from uh Reno. Oh, we had Ponderosa. I think it was before Connor Halley's time, but yeah, Ponderosa. Uh, I, I think that's a fair statement that the steak was better. Yeah. Who didn't love a good Ponderosa? What a what a great name too. Just something hey, we're going out to Ponderosa. Awesome. Uh when we come back. The worm, Craig Craig Corey Perry, will uh, join us next on the Jason Greger Show on Sports 1440 Live on Orders Nation YouTube and Facebook, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Oh, a little Marky Mark for you. Welcome back. Game day on Sports 1440. Orders Nation YouTube. Hope you're having yourself a wonderful day. Should be a good game. Orders in the Red Wings uh, usually don't disappoint. Uh, at least it's entertaining. So uh, I would expect the same tonight. Uh, we'll see. Can the Orders get a first-period goal? Ooh. That would be nice. Haven't had a lot of those lately, say the least. Uh, it's the one period they've been outscored recently, and then they dominate in the uh, second and third periods. Outscoring teams. 17-7 in the second and 25-10 to in the third. But have been outscored. 11-8 in the first. So would like to uh, have a little bit better of a start lately and uh, finish some of their chances. They're good at creating the chances. They- I have not been able to finish it lately. We, uh, we're we going to get to the uh, oil report now, brought to you by VolvoCarsEdmonton.com, where you can lease a 2024 XC60 recharge at 2.99% for 24 months and save up to $2,000. Also, they have the uh, EX90s today, the fully electric 2025s you got to order in advance but you can get one now at volvo cars and i uh, had the opportunity to uh, sit down with uh, Corey Perry and uh, just get a little uh, thoughts uh, from him on on a few different things the number one thing of course uh, even as a veteran and uh, he's played on a few different teams the last few years is it is it still awkward you know that that first time when you come into a new dressing room
2: it's an odd feeling. Um, that first week so it was a little tough. I mean, coming in. Um just practicing you're not really around a couple optional skates so it was it was uh, it was different than coming in early in the season and in, in training camp sport whatever but uh you know as an older guy I knew some battles against these guys I knew some of them so it made it a little bit easier that way so um but now you get the road trip out of the way and you come home and you feel feel like you're part of it now and uh, you just move forward uh, yourself, Leon, and Evander
1: uh, on the weekend you know, really kind of started to gel together. Evander was talking about it's, you know, it's kind of similar styles and how you guys play. There's a little bit of gamesmanship on top of that. Um, just kind of talk about you fitting in there and, and how you feel where your role is going to be on this team.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I thought we had some pretty good looks. Uh, obviously, we got the, the couple goals in Anaheim, but then, you know, I we had a couple good looks in in L.A. And you know, sometimes those just don't go in. That's just the way the the game works. And um, you know, but building off that, I think you could see a little bit of uh, chemistry. And ch- I'm trying to figure out, you know, never played with these guys before. I played with Evander at World Championships a little bit, but um, playing with Leon, he uh, you know, he's a pretty elite passer pretty elite IQ level and uh, you know I think I might have played with a guy in my early days with Getse you know he was kind of the same way and always wanted the puck and uh, you know so I always went to the net and I think I continue to do that. Chicago was really kind of the
1: maybe a few years and I don't Anaheim, but Chicago is the only time you've been on a team that really wasn't going to be competitive, right? Uh, Tampa Bay, obviously Dallas, Montreal, you guys are in the cup all the time. Coming here, has that rejuvenated a little bit? Because you, you knew when you signed in, in Chicago what you'd signed up for. You wanted to be a competitive team, but really weren't going to be a cup contender. Is it easier, even as a veteran guy, to be like, okay, I'm on a contender?
2: You know, it, I think you you have to approach the game the same way each and every night. Uh, if you don't, you're not being professional to the game. Um, you know, it's... <sighs> Yeah, you could say, you know, Chicago, they're in a rebuild and we knew what we were getting ourselves into, but, um, you know, you still have to go, you still have to play hockey, and you're still battling for a job uh, at the end of the day. So, but, you know, coming here and, um, you know, seeing what this group's all about and, uh, and you know, there's one goal in mind. and. Um, you know, we want to be playing into the end of June or middle of June, whatever it is. And um, you know, it's it's a step, it's a process, it's a day by day. And um, you know, you can see you can really see how hard these guys work and, and wanting to achieve that goal. Are you naturally a vocal guy? In the room, and you know, like you obviously have tons of
1: experience, you've won pretty much at every level. Are are you someone? Do you kind of feel your way in when it comes to being a, a vocal leader, or do you do you just jump in because it comes natural?
2: Uh, a little bit of both, um, you know. I'm probably not as vocal right now as I have been, but um, you know, I'm, but that time 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 will come and uh, you know when things need to be said they have to be said uh, you know I'm not going to shy away from that that's that's just who I am in the dressing room you know you get me away from the rink I'm a quieter guy and you know I'm not going to say too much but in the dressing room this is where I feel home and this is where you know if things aren't going well and somehow something has to be said like I said I'll step up and um, you know that's just uh, just the nature of, of being a professional hockey player is knowing when to say something at the right time or doing something at the right time and um, you know whether you know, it's a hit a fight whatever has to has to happen to change the momentum or or somebody has to say something Um, you know you learn those along the way Uh, you've been a pretty good agitator very skilled
1: agitator over your career um you look at uh, what Ridley Gregg did. Um, I don't really, I, I don't have a, a problem with the play, but I understand the response. Where, where do
2: you come out on that? I mean, I can see where why you know why they're mad. But man, he scored the goal. He ended the game. Who, you know, who cares? You've seen you've seen it go the other way. They tried to, you know put it in the net softly it jumps over the guy's stick they go down and score i think it happened it, it happened here so um you know there's uh you, you end the game and what's the uh, I, I don't see the difference in shooting from the other end and taking a slap shot from the other end and going to the net so um, so he uh he ended the, the game but um you know there was a response and uh from from riley and uh, you know that's they uh, handle it difference The game is a little bit different than from when you started. You know, it's not necessarily as physical or
1: or that. Does the NHL need more animosity at times? Similar, just yeah, probably. Are, like, um, I've had the same yeah,
2: you can, you know, you get people talking about it. You get uh, you know, different, you can, you know, always get the different fans involved and new fans involved and um, if something happens. But, uh, you know, like the other night with the Riley and the Greg, and um, you know, I got people talking and, uh, you know, that's... Um, it's a rivalry they have, and uh, just sparked it even more. And lastly, uh, anything special or connected to number ninety for you? Well, ten's obviously taken. Uh, I wasn't asking asking uh, Derek for that. Um, Ninety-four is obviously um, you know pretty iconic in this in this uh, organization, so I wasn't really asking for that one. Um, and so I just kind of kind of split the split the numbers in half and. Um anyway, with that.
1: Well, there you go. There's your answer to uh number ninety for uh Corey Perry. And I like what he had to say. Does the does the NH does the game need more you know animosity? Yeah, probably. Gets people talking. You get fans involved, new fans involved, and in talking. Sparking Rivals is good for the game. Bang on, man. A hundred percent. Like, once you get past, like, it's the same people who complain. And half of the whiners aren't even the ones who even, they're, they're not even that much of a fan of a team. They just want to express their opinion online. Right? But the true fans, I don't think are upset. They're not. They're like, hey, you know what? Because here's the truth. the I always tell people, you want to freak out another player, guess what? Eventually, like, Morgan Riley's not a dirty player. He, uh, in an ideal world, that cross-check would have been a little bit lower, it hits a guy in the shoulder. It's probably not even talked about. So now he's going to get what? I don't even know how many games. I haven't seen it. Cons hasn't come out yet, right? Uh, but the Leafs play tonight, so it's got to be coming out soon. It's not out.
0: Yeah, the hearing wrapped up like an hour ago. Yeah, so it's got We're to be coming waiting. out. At
1: probably 4 o'clock, I would guess, our time, or right be around there. But you know, might be getting five games. Who knows? Uh He was supposed to fly to New York, but then uh, travel What didn't allow it, so they ended up doing a uh, video, video conference anyway. Which you can make the argument now with video. Why are they wasting time to fly a guy in in person? You can be in person over the video nowadays. Come on, like uh, either way though. The I like to call it the faux outrage. It's just enough, and and we need to call more people out on the faux outrage because that's all it is, right? There's nothing more, and to me. Like I said yesterday, I had no problem with what Greg did. I had no problem that Riley went to send a message, but he didn't do it correctly. I'll, although when I look at that cross check, I'm telling you this, because to me, hits to the head. Because that's, well, I got a stick to the head. Is a hit to the head a hit to the head? I don't care if it's an elbow or a stick. It's a hit to the head. And which one is worse, the Gallagher elbow or Riley? Me, all day long, the Gallagher al- elbow is the one that's going to cause way more potential damage. Not close to me. And he might end up, and Riley might end up getting more because of, quote, optics? Give me a break. Sorry, I, I strongly disagree with that. Um, it uh, The Gallagher one should have been more number one, without question, in my eyes. You just, everybody knows the chicken wing. You don't do it. It's really dangerous. You can do way more damage with the chicken wing than you can with a cross-check like that. Way more. So. Uh, coming up after uh, 3 o'clock, uh, Sean Brown will join us. Big news if you are out in Sherwood Park. I had uh, tweeted this out uh, earlier that the uh, Sherwood Park Crusaders were uh, on the uh, verge of uh, going to announce that the, a new facility is going to be uh, built in, uh, in Sherwood Park and uh, Strathcona County. And uh, it is official now that uh, the uh, Strathcona County and the Crusaders uh, have got a, a multi-purpose arena, is, is a win-win facility for them. They're going to start building it, and it's going to have, uh, I think it's going to have four sheets of ice. Uh, seating capacity of at least 2,500 in the main arena, and then, of course, there'll be lots of uh, uh, three other ice surfaces, so that's a huge win uh, for anybody out there who's uh, son or daughter plays uh, minor hockey in Sherwood Park. Right, uh, getting ice time right now is difficult. So there's going to be uh there's going to be lots more ice available for practices and games which is great maybe if you're playing men's league ringette figure skating anything so that is uh that's a pretty big win for those in uh Strathcona County and the uh the Sherwood Park uh Crusaders uh hockey uh society their team so of course uh, they will have that uh, new facility uh starting and uh, probably be built uh, in the next few years so there you go that's uh of course, the uh, Crusaders, or the Crew, as people in Shirt Park like to call them, they've been there since 1978. I know they're now in a new league, but uh, it's going to be same team, same name, just in a, in a different league, and uh, same quality of players, maybe even better. Let's get to the uh, con man and a sports 1440 update brought to you by Douglas Mattress. They have uh, were named Canada's best mattress on Canadian living, loved by more than 200,000 Canadians.
0: real extreme darkness (laughs) a lot of laughs
2: y'all weird but you yeah you you were different
0: and so much more listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts acast powers the world's best podcasts here's a show that
2: we recommend